0: Another episode of Game Talk Radio. It's me, it's Greg, I'm back, baby. Uh, it's apparently been five months since I did a podcast, and I, I I swear I say this every single time, it just doesn't feel that long. I feel like in my head, I talked about something recently, and then, you know, we got into the holiday season, and I'm like, okay, let's, let's hit it, but it's as of the recording of this, it's the end of February, and man, I looked back, and sure enough, it was like September. Was the last one we did, uh, which was uh, the podcast episode 211 on should anyone care about game review scores. And uh, I thought it was a pretty good one, actually. I like that. Uh, And, you know, in the past, I was trying to do more topics like that that were more open ended things that were discussion topics, not necessarily things that were, you know, news in the moment. So today we're going to go back on that a little bit though, because I'm going to talk about Nintendo's lawsuit against Yuzu, which is a popular, uh, switch emulator. So Nintendo officially has filed a lawsuit against, uh, the creators of the Yuzu switch emulator, which, uh, you'll hear some similar things. You know, I've talked about emulation in the past and how I feel about it, but we're going to get into how, why this might be different. Uh, And before I do that, though, I'm going to obviously in the next few minutes, I'm going to do a little bit of catching up on on life and such. But before uh, we talk about the Yuzu emulator lawsuit, I want to talk about the largest video game collection I've ever bought ever. I'm going to call this a once in a lifetime purchase. I don't think I'll see another collection this big come through. In fact, we we got it about three weeks ago. And we still haven't finished cleaning it and prepping it, and it's crazy. And it'll probably be two more weeks. Tentatively, I'll I'll give the listeners here tentatively a little a little bit of uh, insider info that we're going to basically release it on a specific day, and we're gonna build up to that day as an event at the store where you you know this is the biggest collection we've ever put out. It's almost three thousand games. Boom! It's out today and so it's going to be, we're going to kind of make an event out of it. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the user emulator and it should be a pretty good one. That that's, that's a lot of stuff to talk about. And you might see another podcast sooner than later because another topic that's kind of near and dear to my heart right now that a lot of talk about is kind of the state of the industry in general. Uh, you know, There's been tons of layoffs when it comes to now Sony was the latest big one. Sony, Microsoft, everybody like huge companies laying off a lot of people. And so I do want to talk about that because it's it's a discussion and it's a lot of angles that go into that, you know. And so um, so we'll see. I'm I'm hoping to do one on that. But again, it's, you know, (laughs) it's life takes over. I'm still working on that huge trade. You know, I've still got that. Um, everybody at the store in the last couple of weeks has been putting an extra time to work on it and clean it. And, you know, about half the games need to be or I should say half the disc based games need to be resurfaced. So we're resurfacing a thousand games. You know, I mean, just everything takes time. So with that being said, I hope everyone's doing well. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I uh, so if, if you follow me on Twitter, you might have seen back in November. I did a, an update on my weight. Uh, I had lost 50 pounds in 2023, uh, so I was down to a lean, mean 215. <laughs> it's not very lean, and it ain't very mean. But uh, I was down to 215, which was a 50-pound weight loss in 2023. And then uh, as of last week, uh, I was at 204. So the, admittedly, the holiday season took... Uh, I hit a plateau. Uh, I didn't do any working out or exercising last year. I just did proper eating. And so I hit a plateau right around November, December with Thanksgiving and Christmas and holiday, a little bit of extra holiday stress in there. But uh, so I kind of hit a plateau. So as of January, I started uh, going back to the gym. And so now that I'm at the gym again, I broke right through that plateau, got down to 204, and really, really happy with that. My initial goal was one ninety nine point nine. I just want to be under 200 for the first time in a very, very long time. Uh, if I had to guess high school easily, probably sophomore year of high school was the last time I was under, under that weight. And, and so, um, I had a great, great way. And now admittedly I was on vacation last week and, uh, me and a few, that's me and my two brothers and one of my best friends. We, we go to a cabin for a week, a long weekend, essentially. And we just take our computers, we play games, we hang out, we watch movies. Like it's just this awesome boys weekend. And unfortunately we eat like garbage. (laughs) So unfortunately my way in this morning was really bad. Like I'm talking like Know, let's be honest with you, I was at 213. So I somehow gained nine pounds from my last weigh in. Now I didn't actually gain nine pounds. I put on a lot of water weight. You know, if you if you if you know anything about how this works with with working out and and body weight, you the more salty foods you eat, your body holds onto a bunch of water until you kind of flush that all out. So I'm drinking a ton of water, and I've got my next weigh in is gonna be Saturday, and I'm like, I just gotta get closer to know exactly how much damage I did over that weekend of vacation because it's brutal. Like, I was that close to my goal, and then I just I took a weekend off. I took a week off, and, man, and I admit, I, I ate terrible. Like, I mean, it was chips and taco dip, and it was pizza, and it was pasta dishes made. I mean, like, it was there was nothing healthy consumed. <laughs> now, I will say, and I'll move on because I know most of you probably don't care, but I will say I was really proud of myself. We always go shopping, grocery shopping, right before we get there. And I passed the Oreo cookies three times. And I did not buy a pack of Oreo cookies. I'm quite proud of myself. Thank you very much. Uh, Normally, I go and I get like the toffee Oreos or like the carrot cake Oreos. Like, oh, they're so good, man. But those things are insane calories, insane calories. Um, So, you know, so this week I've been back to my meal prep and eating right and everything. But it's just it's so like after you have a long weekend or a whole week like that where you take a break from it it's so hard to get back in. Like I've been doing, I did this for a year. I took a week off and my body's like, "Nah, man, man, we, we don't really like this, not eating as much food thing. And we want more sugar. So like, you know, it, it just like your whole body resets that quickly. Um, but I'm back on it this week. I went to the gym this morning after not going for like a week and a half. So I'm back at the gym this morning and yeah, so it's, it's all good. We're back on track. I'm really proud. I'm really proud of that. And You know, every single year I have the New Year's resolution of I want to lose weight this year. And I'm hoping that next year I don't. (laughs) So ultimately, with my frame, I should be closer to 180 pounds. Uh, So I still got more lose to weight once I get to my goal. But, uh, you know, it's just you got to take the wins when they come. So uh, other than that, what have I been playing? Um, I don't I guess depending when the podcast was, I would have just started Baldur's Gate 3.0. Or I've been playing it for a little while maybe. I didn't listen to the other podcast to know what I talked about. But I played about 200 hours of Baldur's Gate 3 between, September, between the last podcast and this podcast. I wrapped that game up right around Christmas time and it was delightful. It was incredible. I love the game. It's so awesome. And it broke my brain. <laughs> I, I, a game like that has so many hidden things and so many secrets and Easter eggs and things to find and things to do. It's not a game you should try to do everything in one playthrough. But that's what I did. And unfortunately I burned myself out bad. And so then I was just kind of in a rut. I was just kind of like, I don't really feel like playing anything. I don't feel like a you know jumping into any more long games. I was just broken. And usually when I get like that, I'll try to play some retro stuff because retro stuff's smaller doses of, of good good times and good experiences. But I didn't really, ha- I didn't really dive into it. I just kind of, Jenny and I, my wife and I, started watching some shows, caught up on some stuff, um, watched some good stuff, and uh, yeah. And so now, as of the recording of this, I think this will go up today. But as of the recording of this, the twenty eighth of February, tomorrow is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which I think is going to pull me out of my funk because I platinumed uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. I love Final Fantasy VII. I've been waiting for this game well, since, since the remake came out. So that's, is that four years, right? Because it was it was when COVID started and I think COVID was 2020, right? So it's four years since I played that almost to the month. And then next month we have Dragon's Dogma 2 comes out, which I'm very much anticipating. Um, and yeah, and, and the other thing besides that though, I have been playing kind of, I guess the best way to say it has been playing some time wasters. Like things that just eat up a bunch of time but aren't necessarily... I don't want to say they're not good. Of course, they're good or you wouldn't play them. But uh, my brother and I started playing World of Warcraft Classic. And so that's been kind of fun, replaying the original World of Warcraft, not the retail version that it is now, but playing it the old way. And going back and remembering the having a lot of nostalgia for that. I played World of Warcraft from 2004 until probably 2009 and i played it almost every single day like it was i ran a raiding guild and it was a big part of my life for a long time met a lot of great people my brother and i ran it together it was awesome but then i burned out on that and my brother still plays retail Uh, i i usually play the expansions when they come out play for a few months and then i tap out but classic was really fun it was just kind of fun to go back to a game that's 20 years old now and still feel and appreciate how good it is 20 years later. It's really, really impressive. Uh, arguably more fun and relaxing though than the new, you know, than the new retail version. I, I I don't really care much for retail. I think it's too busy and too fast. And there's something about classic, World of Warcraft classic that's just, uh, it's just peaceful, you know? I don't know what else to say. But it's also been fun because it's my, I've got two brothers. My older brother and I have been playing that. My younger brother and I are, the ones that ran the raid guild way back in the day, but my older brother and I've been playing Wild classic and they're doing some interesting things there. They have uh something called season of discovery where they're taking old world warcraft classic, but throwing in some new abilities and new quests and stuff. And there's some really neat stuff there. So we've been playing a lot of that. Uh, but you know, tomorrow final fantasy seven rebirth comes out and I plan on cracking on that game, uh, as my, you know, from start to finish. Don't know if I'll platinum it. I platinumed the remake, but that's only because we were closed for COVID and you know, you basically just, that wasn't working. So it was able to, you know, play games for 12 hours a day. And it was half animal crossing, half final fantasy seven remake. So it was uh, it was great. Uh, but other than that, I mean, you know, life's life, you know, we got through the holidays. It was, um, you know, it was a pretty standard holiday for us. We had, uh, our black Friday sale, which we don't do. We're closed on black Friday. So small business Saturday, the day, the two days after Thanksgiving, we had our largest, Sales day of all time. It was insane. Um, when we did our anniversary sale, when we first had the newer, bigger space that we're in now, the the anniversary sale was huge. And I was like, man, this is crazy. The Black Friday Small Business Saturday sale crushed that. It, it, is, it is unbelievable that we were able to pump out that much business out of our store. Uh, if you've been in my stores, the new remade version, the line started... By the glass case with the Sega Genesis games, it went back to the Nintendo wall and then curved the whole Wii wall. Uh, So there was, and I asked a customer at one point and they said they were in line for about 40 minutes, which sucks. And I, I always hate hearing that. But at the same time, that's just how many people were in line. And other people I talked to later said the most they were in line was five, 10 minutes. So it was better later. It was just at the peak. There was just, just insane rush. So that, that was amazing. Holidays were great. Uh, And then we led into, you know, January, which is just kind of more of the same. Um, I started doing my bookkeeping and taxes differently last year. So I have a full year of it being done properly. (laughs) So when I have to do my taxes for last year, I just went to my bookkeeper, who is also my tax lady. And I just said, Hey, you have all the info, right? Like, just let's book it. Let's get it done. And as opposed to in the past, I sometimes would have to take multiple days to weeks sorting through receipts cataloging and and working on stuff so ultimately a less stressful tax time as well which always a good thing because taxes for small businesses is one of the most stressful things that you have to deal with Uh, and then that led us to february and this ultimately gets to the story of the biggest collection i've ever bought and i'm going to be really candid with you all about uh totals and what we paid and how the process went. Uh, and so, you know, if you ever have any questions, you can follow me on Twitter at game trade, Greg, you can always message me on there or or reach out and tag me and something say, Hey, you know, I have a question about this. Uh, I'm, I'm always an open book with this stuff, especially what I pay for things because I, I don't have any shame in it. I don't look at what I pay for things and, and say that I think I'm ripping somebody off or that I'm being a cheapskate. And I feel strongly that I'm, I'm making fair offers, uh, for the work, uh, you know, and for the stuff that we buy and, and all that fun stuff. Um, not that everyone will f- agree probably, <laughs> but, but that's, you know, that's, that's how I look at it. And that's how I think it is. So, and, and it's my podcast. So if you're listening to it, you must have some inkling of liking me. I think, I don't know, maybe not, <laughs> uh, with that being said, so. We gonna we get, um, what was it? I think someone called or it was a Facebook message. I forget. I think someone called and just said, Hey, I'm thinking about selling my collection. It's very large collection. And is that something you guys be interested in and yada, yada. And so, you know, we say, absolutely. You know, if you want, you can send us an email with everything in there. We can price it out for you or you can, you know, send us a Facebook message with the items. Like, you know, who knows how many things it's going to be. So, uh, we get sent, uh, ultimately it's a, it's, oh God, I don't know how many spreadsheets it may be like 20 spreadsheets or something of every category of games that he had. He had collected games for all, for all categories. So, you know, NES starting with like NES, so NES Genesis, Super Nintendo, N64, Sega CD, Vita, PSP, PS one, two, three, you know, all, all stuff like that. All, all great stuff. Uh, and he reached out and. Like I said, I'll be totally honest, and I I don't know if he listens to the podcast, if he does, hey, Michael. (laughs) But, like, when we first heard from him, I didn't know if it was for real. You know, we, you never know who's reaching out just to, like, test the waters. Uh, We didn't know if maybe someone just wanted us to essentially value their collection. And then you know, say, Oh, thanks for valuing it for me. And then they go sell it somewhere else, you know, like they sell it on eBay or something and put the buy it now price at the value that we told them it was worth or something, you know? Um, so, you know, we, 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 we look at every situation like that. Seriously. We take it seriously. And so we had the sheets and I got the guys on it and I said, all right, let's go. Like, let's, let's go through these games and let's, let's price us all out. And we spend a couple days, Everyone at the store who's working that day, each one's on a computer with a different spreadsheet, uh, spreadsheet, pricing them out, valuing the games. And it takes us only a couple days, which, you know, there's not really a fast way to do it. We did it the fast way, but there's not really a fast and accurate way. There's fast and there's accurate, and then there's sometimes somewhere in between. Well, arguably, we kind of went for the fast route. We went for, you know, We don't know if this is for we we don't want to spend weeks on this and then get a hold of somebody who just, you know, maybe wasn't 100 percent going to sell it. You just don't know, you know, and and the thing is, you can't ask somebody that you can't really accuse somebody of that. Right. You can't just say, well, I thought maybe, you know, I thought maybe, you know, you weren't going to sell it. So we didn't price it out for you. Right. That's, That's all negative customer experience. So we price it all out and I send him an email and just say, Hey, here's what I valued your collection at. I said, I'd love to talk to you more about it sometime. I can break down the categories for you. We have it all figured out. Just let me know. Uh, and I don't hear anything for a couple days. Uh, maybe it's about a week. And then, uh, I, I think we get a call from him or I, I forget what it was. I think it was an email back saying, Hey, here's my phone number. I'd love to talk to you about it. And I said, okay, Hey, how about this day? Let's let's chat. And so I called him, um, his name's Michael. I called Michael and I was like, Hey, Hey man, you know, it's uh, it's good to hear your voice. I appreciate talking to you about this. So this is a really big deal. And obviously now we're to this point, you can assume it's much more serious than it was before. Uh, because you're actually talking to somebody on the phone about this collection and we know we're chatting about it. And I, I tried to break the ice a little bit. And I said, well, you know, before we talk about, price and stuff. I'm like, just talk to me about the collection, you know, like how long you've been collecting, you know, what, what is, what's your nostalgic memories? Like, what do you, what do you love? Why do you want to sell it? You know, what's going on? And I, I like that one to get the info, but also to make a connection because, you know, to me, while this is the biggest collection I've ever bought, buying games and selling games is what I do. So it's easy to fall into this trap of, Hey, it's just business for me, baby. But for someone to sell a collection like this, that's not just business for him. It's very personal to him. It's something it's been his for a very long time. And so you have to, you have to care about that and you have to care that they care about it and you can't just treat it like it's just an average Tuesday because for them, it's a life changing event. Even though for us, while admittedly, again, it is the largest collection we ever bought. It is, you know, it is what we do. And I've done huge collections many times. Again, this is the biggest, but you know, but you don't want to treat it like that. I don't want to treat it like just another day because it's really, really important to him. And so we're chatting a little bit and I, and I could tell, you know, he's just a no nonsense kind of guy. Like, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm a numbers guy. I'm a technical guy. I'm like, okay, cool. I can do that too. And so we started, you know, we started talking numbers and we had valued the collection at $117,000. So I valued the collection at a retail value of $117,000, which you know you see that number and you just kind of like your eyes <laughs> like whoa it's 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 intimidating i think for a business of any size to be looking at that much inventory purchasing so you know we start talking and and i think you know i i could make an offer right and then you can sit there and go back and forth for a while but i'm kind of a no nonsense guy too and i while i appreciate the negotiation phase a little bit and haggling is kind of fun sometimes when you're buying a collection, this big, we're not talking about haggling. You know, we're, we're not like, I'm not going to, I'm not squibbling over a couple hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. Like, I think it's really important to let your intentions known. So, you know, I said, Hey man, I valued your collection at $117,000. You hear that number. And I said, so if you hear that number, what number do you want to get for it? That would make you happy. Like what number if, if you if I said, I'm going to pay you X and it would just put a huge smile on your face. What's that number? Because I ultimately want to know where they're coming from. And we, we might, you know, and we might be so far off right away. We can kind of stop the negotiations there. And that's happened before. You know, some people I talk to will be like, hey, I've got a collection worth 10 grand. I need at least eight grand for it. I'm like, OK, well, we're not even close. So sorry. You know, I get it. I get it. But. And and I'm not mad about it and hopefully they aren't either, but you know, it's just, it's not going to happen. eBay charges 15%. So you're automatically losing, you know, $1,500 on that 10,000. I'm not paying you more than you'd get if you sold it yourself on eBay. It just doesn't work like that. Um, Also, when you have a huge collection like this, there's not really a way to go through it thoroughly. Right, you can't test every game that is high priced, and you can't, you can't even verify that every game is in good condition unless you have weeks of time with it, which I'll get into a little bit later. Like there was a little miscommunication there; we didn't have time to go through things as much. So, uh, it was, it, it was a, you know, it's an interesting process. And so I asked him, you know, hey, it's worth hundred seventeen thousand. What number would make you happy? And he just goes, well, you know, you know, we want to, I think he said he wanted to get a house is what him and his wife are house shopping, you know, and he wants a nice down payment on a house. I'm like, do I respect that? I respect that a lot. This market for house sucks. <laughs> um, interest rates are terrible and prices are super high, but I respect anyone who wants to get a house. I love my house and I'm glad I bought it when I did. Uh, and so I go, okay. I'm like, well, uh, because of what you just said there, I said, I'm just going to be straight with you. And I'm just going to give you my highest number right out the gate because I'll give you my highest number. And if we're, and if you look at that and go, you don't want it, then we're done. We don't have to negotiate anymore. Right. And we're not wasting each other's time. And that's not a mean or rude thing. It's just a, let's not mess around with each other's time. You know, he's busy. He's working full time. He's trying to move a collection. He's trying to buy a house. You know, I've got other, I've got my you know, everyday customers which keep me afloat. I can't ignore them just because this potential of a big product coming in. So like we both have better things to do than than you know dicking around, quite frankly. And so we you know, so I just said, hey, I'll give you my top dollar. I said normally on a collection like this. Now this this is a little bit of negotiation. I said, but normally like our percentages are around fifty percent. I said, so normally like if someone came to me with a huge lot like this that I was kind of buying sight unseen, I'd be like, if I got this for 50 or, you know, 60 grand, that's where I'd be happy because I'm expecting some stuff to be broken. I'm expecting some stuff to be missing. I'm expecting some stuff to be in bad shape. I have to resurface everything, you know, like, you know, so that's where you kind of throw that number out there. And I said, but I'll tell you, I'll say, I'll give you the number that is my top dollar because... That way we don't waste each other's time. And I just said, if I was going to buy this collection here, I'd give you $70,000. That would be the top I would go. I couldn't go any higher. Now, if he had said, well, 75, I probably would have done 75. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, which, if you are listening, Michael, sorry, but it's too late when I come back. <laughs> um, but, you know, so I said 70. And I was really strong, like, boom, 70. And he goes, okay, well, I appreciate that. He's like, I just want to be honest with you. And he was really upfront too. And he said, hey, I I contacted other game stores and I'm waiting to hear back from them. And I said, great. I said, that's great, man. You got to get the best deal you can get. I don't like, now if I offered 70 and he took my offer to someone else and then that person said, well, I'll do 71. Like that would frustrate me unless I was given the opportunity to kind of match that. But I also get that like, hey man, you got a big collection. You got a goal you're working towards. Like, go get yours, man, you know, go get it. And, uh, so he, you know, so he just said, yeah, I'm going to wait to hear from some other people and I'll talk to you later. I'm like, great. And I thought it was a great interaction. I, I really enjoyed chat with him about it. And we did eventually, um, the next time we chatted, it was him and his wife were actually both on the phone. And so it was kind of fun to, you know, just to, to talk to them about what their plans were and how excited they were. It was, it was cool. Um, but before we got to that, you know, it was about a week uh, after we had that call before I heard from him again. And again, you just kind of, you know, you go back to business and you say, uh, you know, I don't, (laughs) I don't know where we're at, but, uh, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen, but we got work to do and you go back to work. And then about a week later he called, I of course wasn't at the store that day, (laughs) but he called and then said, Hey, I want to talk to Greg. I think I want to go forward with the deal. And I'm like, Oh man, awesome. But then as soon as I say awesome. And I, I actually called him and that's when I talked to him and his wife or no, I'm sorry. This was before I called him. I went, Oh, that's so he wants to do the deal. Awesome. And I just went like, your heart sinks a little bit, you know, like I, I was actually like, I can... okay. Writing a check for 70,000 bucks is, is a little intimidating, man. It's a little intimidating. You know, that's, that's many, that's, that's a couple years of game trade profits in the early years that I've been saving for a long time, you know, and I would never put, I would never put my business in jeopardy by short shorting my, you know, cash on hand to buy a collection, but it was very, so then there was that I actually had a moment of, okay, so he's a hundred percent in. Am I a hundred percent in like, am I, am I going to do this? Because this is a lot of money. And of course it was so funny. I had just invested some of the game trade money into something, into a eight month CD, um, which has penalties if you take money out of it or cancel it. So it's like, man, I, I, I had I just put it into something that it can't be touched, but I was able to, you know, make some magic happen with that. And so I decided pretty early on though, that I wanted to get it and I want the collection. I want the product. And, you know, so ultimately I think what the total came to was, you know, 70,000, which if you do the numbers, I think that's 60%. I think it came to. So if you're talking percentages of what we paid cash for a huge collection, Uh, it was about 60, 65% or something like that. I forget what it was. Uh, And so it was, you know, it was a lot. It was out of my comfort zone a little bit. And part of when you have a story, like I want everyone to get a good price. I want everyone to get a good deal. I want him to be happy. I want me to be happy. And initially I was feeling a little nervous because I was like, you know, there's going to be things I find in here that aren't going to aren't going to work. They're going to be broken. They're going to be in bad shape or something. And so there's going to be, I'm not going to get 117,000 for what I sell. Um, Once I run my resurfacers, I I bought almost a thousand dollars worth of resurfacing materials to fix all those discs. So I'm out a thousand right there. Not to mention uh, replacing cases. I would say about half the PS one games need new jewel cases they're cracked or broken, whatever. So I spent a couple hundred bucks on jewel cases. And so these little things kind of nickel and dime you down, but that's why, you know, you can't really go above that 60, 65%, because there's, if it was just straight profit, like say for instance, it was one item, one game worth 117,000. I could pay closer to a hundred, hundred plus for that because once I sell it, I'm in, I'm gold, baby, I'm done. But these items will take multiple years to sell probably two or three years before I'm seeing the profit from this huge trade, but that's fine. You know, I don't, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so this is a, it's an incredible, you know, collection. And so you want to make it, make it work for you. And of course it's been fun to go through. Like there's a bunch of stuff in there that I want. <laughs> so, you know, so am I going to make any money at all when all said and done? Probably not. Cause you know, I'm going to take a bunch of it home. Uh, so, you know, so then he reaches out, you know, I reach out to him. I talked to him and his wife. They're so, they're so nice. And like, it was, it was just really pleasant. And we kind of arranged a time cause he, he lives out of state, but the games were in the state. And so he was coming back to the state for a thing. And I'm like, Oh God. So it was, it was a lot of moving pieces and we set up a date and a time to have him drop it off. And I had two of my guys stay late with me. And the whole idea was. We're going to spend like four or five hours going through everything. We'll check out what we can. We'll make sure the discs are in there. We'll do a piece count. Make sure that all the games that are supposed to be in there, like go down the list and check everything off. And that was where kind of the miscommunication came in because when they showed up, he was expecting to, he was expecting to drop off the items, uh, and give us some time to go through it. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. But also he, he was under the impression of, Hey, I'm also though going to take that, check because I'm not just leaving you all my games. Right. And so it was a, you know, but thankfully he's level-headed, I'm level-headed. And we just came to a solution where, you know, we wrote up a contract saying that, you know, we'll give you the money based on everything being on these sheets. And, you know, so it took me a couple of weeks to go through it. All. I actually just wrapped it up this morning and was able to contact him and say, Hey, here's what was missing. But there was a bunch of stuff that was extra as well. And it was almost a perfect balance. It was kind of int- uh, interesting. Like there was about $2,000 worth of stuff that wasn't that that wasn't on the sheets so it would have been like free stuff that we didn't pay for but then there was about $2000 worth of stuff that was damaged or empty cases or were missing from the sheets so it actually kind of like perfectly balanced out uh and so it was it's quite the experience uh buying something this big and the other thing about that too is so I've paid the money we haven't made a penny yet uh and it was funny cuz I was sharing some pictures on Twitter I sh- I shared a stack of like the PS1 games And then I shared like a stack of just sick PS2 games that are in there. And I did all that. And someone was like, oh, you got, you know, some, you're making fat bank there. I'm like, well, not yet. (laughs) I Haven't made any money yet because we haven't sold any of it yet. We're still cleaning it and getting it ready to go. So that's also intimidating when you like spend $70,000, but then, you know, you haven't, uh, (laughs) like you don't, you're not going to make any money for a month or two off of it because it just takes time to go through it all. Uh, and then, like I said too, I was on vacation last week. So I, I'd kind of told myself like, I'm not sacrificing my vacation to work on this trade. I normally would like in normal past. I would just say, well, I was supposed to be off today. No, I'm working. I got stuff to do. I, I have to be better about that as a business owner. I've put my time in. I've got a staff. I, I need to take my time off too. I give them vacation. They take paid vacation. I get vacation too. It ain't paid. <laughs> my, my vacation ain't paid. Cause I got to have someone work and uh, make it up for me. But uh, so, so that was essentially the deal and the deal was done. Uh, I, I messaged him today to say, Hey, you know, there was some stuff missing, but some stuff extra it basically was a wash. I said, here you go. I haven't heard back from him yet. I'm certainly hoping everything's okay because I, you know, I don't want there to be like a last minute hiccup. I mean, there's not really much that can change. I mean, I've got the games, he's got the money, so there's not really a lot to squabble over there, but, uh, you know, I I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be fine. He's a level headed dude. Really nice guy uh, and trusty, trustworthy guy too. Like I trust him. I trust his dad. But when you have 3000 games, like you can't, I, I don't know that all my games here are in good shape in my collection. I don't know because over the years I put something in there. Maybe at the time I thought it was better than it was. Maybe I took a disc out and put it somewhere. Maybe I bought a game from my store and I never put the disc in it. I don't, I don't know. Half my games could be empty for all I know. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so essentially the deal is completely wrapped, um, and so just just some minor things to take care of there. So now that the story's out of the way, I want to talk to you a bit about the stuff in there. So I hope you don't hear too many of my mouse clicks because I've got a million spreadsheets open here. But here was some of the number counts of games. So the biggest category by far, PS1, which if you listen to this podcast for or you know me personally, you know I am a PS1 nut. I, I freaking love PS1. It I am mental for PS1. I have... over a thousand ps1 games in my collection uh this gentleman michael had 928 ps1 games 370 ps2 games 300 ps3 games 114 saturn games and some of these are a little off but roughly these are the numbers Uh, over 130 dreamcast games 69 master system games all complete in box 242 sega genesis games all complete in box He had, and this is like the, the creme de la creme, if you will, a complete Sega CD game collection, a complete Sega CD game collection, 146 games, every Sega CD game made and released in the United States was there. Incredible. Just incredible. Now, uh, for anyone who is local and who listens to this and who's going to be coming to the store that day to buy stuff, just know one of our employees, Dom (laughs) is a big Sega CD collector. So just know that a good chunk of these games probably won't, like, I would I think he needs about 50 games to complete his complete Sega collection, so it's not going to be quite as impressive as I'm saying here, because a lot of these games are going there. Plus, with PS1, I need a, uh, he had a complete long box, PS1 long box collection, which, again, if you know me, you know I'm nuts for PS1 long boxes and jewel case variants, and I, uh, and I need about 50 of those long boxes to finish that. So, pretty cool. Um, so I'm gonna be finishing that. Uh, but carrying on, about about 100 NES games, about 70 Super Nintendo, about 100 PSP, and about 80 GameCube, and there was a bunch of original Xbox 360, Wii, um, which I didn't really count because you know, I mean, they weren't as big a categories, but those all added up to about between probably around 2,700 games to 3,000 games somewhere in there. So I'm saying just like, boom, roughly 3,000 games. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Uh, let's uh I'll open up. I'm not gonna do this for every category. Um obviously Sega CD had every game, so there's massive hitters in there like Snatcher, um, you have uh KO Flying Squadron. On Sega Saturn, you had uh Ve, Popful Mail, uh, Magic Knight, Rayarth, Burning Rangers, you have Panzer Dragoon Saga, like I mean Michael was a huge collector and he was a quality collector. And he, he loved Japanese RPGs. And then he loved PS1. So like this dude and I are like spirit animals. <laughs> even though we're both human. We're, we're just, Like we were just like, we're brothers from another mother. You know, like we just, we, when he started, sh- when I started looking through his lists of collection, I was like, man, me and this dude would have been like best friends growing up. <laughs> I think I'm a little older than him, but even still, even still. Um, and so there was just some great stuff there. And like PS2, if you didn't see the picture on Twitter, it was, Kuan, Rule of Rose, Um, Blood Will Tell, I mean God Hand, just just banging PS2 games, multiple hundred dollar games. Kuan, you know, it was like an eight hundred dollar game or something. It's insane. Uh and and so, you know, so that was kind of the, the whole thing. And it was uh it, it was it was quite the journey and it hasn't technically finished yet. Like I'm I want to make sure that when me and him square up finally he's happy and I'm happy and everyone's happy, you know, especially at this point because I've cleaned up most of the discs. So I'm not really planning on giving him back without charging him a couple thousand bucks of time and effort to clean up all of his games and change out the cases really. Um, uh, but no, I don't think that's a problem. I mean, he, like I said, he's a really good, honest dude, you know, and I think he was really happy with the number and, um, and, and I don't know if any other stores made offers and I'll tell you that we prioritized that list when he gave it to us, we priced it as quickly as we could. And I wonder if other stores maybe didn't or other stores maybe didn't want to deal with the hassle or they looked at it as too monumental of a task to price it all out. But in any case, uh, I'm very happy to be the one that that uh, was able to purchase it. And I think and this isn't a dig on anybody else, because if you if you know me or you've been to my store, you know, I'm really good friends with the owner of two other game stores, Press Start Games and Start Over Games. And I love those guys to death. They're some of my best friends and they've got great shops. And so this is not a dig on them at all, but I think one thing I do differently is I think I add a more personal touch as the owner. I think I just, I just have, like, I just have a way with people. I always have, it's, it's like my superpower. You know, I'm, I've got a, a hyper empathy drive and I can feel kind of, I get a vibe from people and I can really feel where they're going. So I can use, I use that in negotiating and I have a way of talking to people that I kind of I kind of know how to talk to people, right. To work with them. And I pick up on a lot of subtle things. So I think all those things, you know, and then I add a personal touch to it. And I think that's ultimately what made my store successful over the years was that personal touch. Um, so yeah, so, you know, it was, um, it was a great experience. I don't really have anything, uh, else to say about it. It was just, it was great, man. It was delightful. Um, yeah, so it was good. Um, you know what, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to break this up into two episodes. I think I'm going to talk about the switch as a separate. I'm going to talk about the Yuzu emulator as a separate episode, maybe in a couple days or a week I'll upload it. Uh, so you guys will get two episodes, even though I promised you one, I'm going to break it up into two because we're already at about the 40 minute mark. And I think a little shorter dose of, of me is better for everyone. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, gosh, uh, what I normally talk about, like my pickup piles. Oh man, let me grab my phone. I can go through some pickups. I mean, it's been five months, so you can probably imagine that I put some just ridiculous stuff in my collection. But let me go to, uh, I'll go to Twitter and I'll kind of bring up, uh, I, b- I broke 2000 Twitter followers, so that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, I'll go to Twitter and kind of show some of my, I'll look at some of my pictures and just mention some of the you know, some of the highlights, uh, and I'm going to go in reverse order. So this was from about a week ago. I took a picture. Uh, I got complete in box, some really big games I needed. So I got Mega Man one and four, which completes my Mega Man NES complete in box collection. I got Castlevania one, which completed my Castlevania complete in box collection. And I got a copy of Gradius, Rygar and smash TV, all complete in box for NES. And I would say all about eight or nines out of 10. Really, really happy. Um, picked up a couple of heavy hitter imports. Um, the adventures of little Ralph is like a $500 PS one import. I've been looking at that for a long time, but just couldn't justify pulling the trigger. Uh, but I was able to scoop one of those Panzer bandit gunners. Heavens is in there. Um, I got the PS two copy of Simpsons hit and run. I just was like, I don't have this game. I should have it. It's a good game. Um, let's see here. Uh, going down some more pictures. Uh, oh my gosh, I got a, these PS one games are insane. uh, We got in and so I didn't take this home, but I'm thinking about it. Part of Michael's trade was uh, a PlayStation one net your which if you're unfamiliar with that, it was a retail released development tool in Japan. So it was a PlayStation one that you could, it came with software and you could make games and then test them on the PS one. It was basically like a test unit, but they sold it in the retail packaging and it came with like some software uh, to be able to put into a computer to use your computer to make the games pretty cool stuff and you just don't see them very often uh, they're pretty cool um let's see here i'll keep going down the list a little bit uh i mean you should definitely check out my twitter because like i've been actually doing really well on there i'm really happy with the uh with the interaction i'm getting but uh let's see here um i also so this was back in the beginning of february i got might and magic for sega genesis crew ball for sega genesis and super sprint for nes Uh, I got a bunch of PS4 and five games because limited run games finally got their head out of their ass and like sent me the things I ordered three years ago. So that was nice. Uh, and then I got, um, some metal gear imports for PSP. So that was pretty cool. I collect, I try to collect every version of every metal gear game from every country. (laughs) It's it's a fool's errand. Let me tell you. (laughs) Um, then before that, like a week before that I got in. Uh, techno clash and King's bounty for Sega Genesis. And I got in Pokemon black two and radiant silver gun for the switch. So I got some pretty cool stuff there. Um, let's see here. Oh, one of my, (laughs) I posted a picture of myself flexing in a mirror at the gym. Uh, that's hard to do for somebody with really low self-esteem or with a poor body image. Like I have, um, because I was so overweight for so long, I only see myself as overweight. So when I put a picture like that on Twitter, I'm just like expecting to get just blasted. Um, the funny thing though, and I might stream later today. I haven't decided yet because I might just record podcasts instead today and stream tomorrow. But um, I was looking at some of my streams over the years, like my 24-hour streams. And man, your boy Greg was fat, man. Your boy, your boy Greg was plump, you know. And I'm still not slim. I'm still overweight. But like my face, like when I lost that 50 pounds last year, you see a lot of it in my face and like my neck. And my like I can see my clavicle, <laughs> now so apparently my body liked storing fat in the clavicle region uh let's see here um let's see here uh more pickups i shared a picture of a n64 controller that looked like someone sharded into it uh that i cleaned that was nice uh let's see here Uh, (laughs) um man yeah i'm not seeing i must not have done any many pickups for oh here's a little pickup pile beginning of january i got troubleshooter for sega genesis And I got WCW Mayhem and Lego Racers for N64 complete in box. That's pretty good. Uh, And then this was my, this is my most viral tweet in a while. Uh, January 9th, uh, someone like, and you've been seeing this a lot lately. And this was me being a little like smarmy, but. Like a lot of people are going to Targets, Best Buys, Walmarts and saying, you know, this is the future. The future is grim. And they show like the game sections that have like 20 games or something. And you're like, yeah, like Best Buy sucks now for anything physical media. DVDs are getting rid of CDs, music, games, everything. It sucks. Target. I stopped at Target this morning and I was looking at their games like, man, this is brutal. How how crappy it is. But I'm kind of OK with that because that means people aren't spending their money there. They're coming to my store spending money with me uh, but anyway, so I quote tweeted and I just said, cause it said, uh, here was the original tweet said it's happening guys. Physical video games are dead, a watershed moment in gaming. And then I re I quote tweeted that with the picture I took right before I reopened with my new space. So I did like a little video where I kind of pan around the store and I just went, we got plenty, you know, it was being like a horse's ass. I was just being a horse's ass, you know, I was being cocky about it. And, uh, and I got like, almost 2000 likes on that tweet I was like, all right. Uh, you know, so it was, it was awesome. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, I, sh- I shared a picture of me in 2020 when I was, uh, on the drop cast, the drop rate podcast. And uh, I was like, man, <laughs> like, I just like, I'm wearing my game trade warp pipe shirt. If you, if you know what I'm talking about and it looks like those poor warp pipes are stretching for dear life cause they can't contain my man boobs. <laughs> um but yeah so uh, and then the big news was uh at the end of the year I shared this it's actually my 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 pinned tweet but extra life so you know I donate uh, I I do an extra life fundraiser for the Children's Hospital of Wisconsin it's the most important thing I do all year round it's my favorite thing I do It was my 8th year I I raised we raised I should say because it's not just me we raised $19,270 last year for the children's hospital. Insane. Insane. Everyone who helps me with that, thank you. I love you sincerely. I, it, it, it's unbelievable um, what uh, what people help me out with there. And so, yeah, that was kind of cool. So almost $20,000, man. And that put us at a total, I think, year to date, or sorry, like lifetime, we've raised somewhere around... S- I guess I could look it up. Um, I was going to say we've raised somewhere around like $75,000 or something ridiculous. Like it's just crazy to me, the support that we get. Um, but anyway, um, let me see if I can, no, I can't do that from there. That's okay. Um, so sorry, no, I can't do that. (laughs) I can't look it up right now. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's the last one. look up. But anyway, so those are some of my pickups recently. I know you guys like hearing about that and I do like sharing it. And if you're not on Twitter, follow me on Twitter at game trade, Greg, and I think I'm gonna wrap this one up, and in doing so, I'm gonna push that uh, switch emulator Yuzu. I think I'm gonna push that to a, a separate podcast because then I can give it the the time it deserves. So I don't want to rush it, and I don't want to feel rushed. So, uh, so as always, thank you everybody for listening and watching. It's been a blast. I love being back. It's good to chat with you all, and you know I. I I'm planning on as soon as I'm done here recording that other episode. So you should get another episode really quickly, but I'm going to say that and then something's going to come up and I'm going to forget or I'm going to go do something and then I'll be like, no, I didn't do it. And then I'm not going to record it and it's going to be a thing. So don't blame me if that happens. I don't want that. But, you know, just cut me some slack. I'm hoping and I say it every time and I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it again. I hope that it's not five months again. I don't want to do two podcasts a year. That was never my intention. I really want to do more, and I'm starting to find some extra free time. Once we get through this trade, I, I feel like my schedule's finally gonna start working out where I can get regularly doing this again. So, thank you, everybody. I, I, I love and appreciate you all. Thank you so much, as always, for listening and watching. Follow me on Twitter at Game Trade Greg, and you know, stop in my store sometime if you're in uh, if you're in Green Bay, De Pere, Appleton area. Just uh, swing on in. I'd love to see and introduce uh, and me, introduce yourself. I would love to uh, I'd love to know you know who I'm interacting with. So uh, thank you as always. everyone, take care. have a good one. Bye bye.